What's up, you guys? It's Emily. And it's Joanna. And this is Sister Convo. Theme music. the intro. <laughs> Alrighty, what's up, you guys? Happy movie of the month episode. Please let us know how y'all have been liking this new format. Do you like movie of the month? Um, the ratings are pretty good on on these. So I'm telling you, I feel like people like really movies. like them. They do. They and they also they like things that they can relate to. So our sex episodes and our movie of the month episodes are always the most popular and our uh, relationship updates because y'all is some nosy peoples but you gotta love them because i am one of them wholeheartedly me too i mean i'm the kind of person that says man i hate the drama but i'm also the type of person that would turn my head so quickly if i heard an octave too high exactly and then just like casually go to the break room and like grab a snack and then come back and then be like resume whatever the fuck was going on over there a hundred percent yes that's yeah uh-huh <laughs> and I do feel like I work in a very dramanistic um field now so yeah I guess oh that would be such a good like reality tv show like you know how there's like life on deck Oh, yes. Or uh, what is that called? Like Beach City Toe? Something like, yeah. It's like, oh, that would be so, imagine the workplace drama. In a Girl, it ain't, even, it ain't even like workplace. And I'm talking about the management company mm-hmm. that I work for. I oh. don't mean like the hotel. The hotel has been mellow, but like there's still like some drama. Um, but like the, the, the resident life, everything that happens. I didn't know half of the stuff that happens behind the scenes of, um, of residents. Like I hadn't like, you know, living somewhere you have an inkling. Wait, you've only lived in houses besides yeah, like I when mean, you were, um, in yeah. college. When, well, cause when I was living at the apartment, I, my name wasn't on the lease. Yeah. But it was also like mellow. Like th- there was shit going on. And for y'all who are wondering about that, I think we, we did, say what happened at when Emily's lived down the hall from me yeah in previous episodes yeah so go 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 listen to that because there's some tea there's there's some tea some whole shit it was crazy but um and oh if you want to hear about my roommate experience go on my youtube channel it's still over there it was still fucking insane I <laughs> I that story was awful but I fucking love that story see drama Am I the drama? I'm so not the drama. I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> we might be the drama. Nah. I'm definitely the drama. <laughs> I can be the drama, but it's mostly in my head unless like I'm real pissed. Like if I'm pissed, then I am ready. Yep. For the drama. <laughs> All right. Let's go into our what the fuck of the week. Emily, do you have one? Um, so my what the fuck of the week is why does the dispensary by my house like there's just like an influx of beautiful women that came into this dispensary and are working there now and i love it so much because i don't typically like to brag about my flirtation skills Mm -hmm. but i was spitting straight game today (laughs) like I don't know what possessed me if it was another persona what's going on there i i was just i was smoother than butter they got shit on me right but i didn't get anybody's number because they respectfully don't give their number out to customers which i gotta respect even if i don't understand <laughs> You understand. I understand. It's a woman thing. I get it, but come on. So I don't. I don't really think it's a woman thing. I just think it's a good rule of thumb because nine times out of ten, the reason that most people go to that certain place is because it's in their neighborhood and they frequent that place. That's fair. Yeah, and you know, retail is a hell of a fucking job. Yeah, like um, I. 
hit on the security guard that works at a, a grocery store that I go to frequently or that's convenient for me. And it went left. Like he, you're a baby and like, no. And you, you take the bus because you can't drive yet or you don't have a car. That's, that's a big no. That's a problem. Yes. So I get it. <laughs> um, what's your what the fuck of the week? My what the fuck of the week is going to be, um, it's typical, you know, everybody's complaining about gas prices, but yes, gas prices are fucking high and crazy right now, but because you live in fucking LA. Yeah. And then, okay, no, this is, this is what I wanted to say. Cause y'all, I forgot what my, what the fuck of the week was going to be. And then, so I went to, I went to the, um, the, the gas station that's directly across from where I work. And I was like, $5.99? Hell no. But I needed to go to that grocery store to get a specific drink that I wanted. Okay. Um, and I literally bought the drink. And the drink price made me go, oh, I was going to get two. And I was like, no, I just want one. Um, and then I got in my car and drove up the street to the other gas station that was $5.95. That five cents counts. The four cents. It, it adds up. Good. It adds up somewhere. It adds up somewhere. So I like looked at it and I was like, yeah, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. And then I know how much to put in my tank. That is enough to get me like most of the way half, most of the way full, but not completely full. And that's 6.5 gallons. And it's about 35 to $40. And that is the highest that I go. I can't say, I, I gotta say, I've never thought about it to that degree, but at the same time, my gas isn't fucking five ninety five. Mm-hmm. How much is your gas? Uh, right now, I believe we have our gas at like four fifteen. That's great. Not really, but <laughs> I mean, I used to search for like something that was in the four range. Mm-hmm. Can you hear that? Mm-mm. Perfect. Um, so this week we are doing the movie of the month. And this movie was going to be fool's gold. But if you're an avid listener, you know, just as well as we do, that nothing ever seems to go our way on Netflix. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so instead- I watched it okay i did not but i did watch it like months ago right and it was supposed to stay on netflix that's usually the plan but every time i finally get around to watching the movie um it's never on netflix anymore they just get rid of it because why well in in my defense i mean in the defense um i didn't really remember much about the movie it was okay um i don't think that it was like to you know it was just like matthew mcconaughey kate hudson are great actress actress and actresses and actor you know so instead we watched this really great movie called always be my maybe starring ali wong and randall snap what's his last name hang on hang on hang on hang on you're rushing me joanna calm down Oh, she's lying. <laughs> uh, I'm literally just switching positions in my bed. Randall Park is his name. Randall Park. Which, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Randall Park is such a good-looking man. That makes one of us. Really? I Really? So cute. Like, I think he's just the right amount of funny with the right amount of like awkward cuteness, it's not so much like cringy humor. He just doesn't really like. It's like so awkward. It's cute. No, it's just a space. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I don't find him physically attractive at all, but like we could be friends. Oh no, I would definitely have sex with him. No, absolutely not. <laughs> But, I mean, to be completely honest, I would have sex with a lot of people in this movie. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So what are the criteria that we always start with? So we follow a base of rules for every movie we watch. And it's what do we think? Our emotional reaction. Do I care about what's happening? And the character attractiveness. Usually these questions are aimed towards me because I am not the fan of what rom-coms mm-hmm. and Juana is, but I got to say, I really liked this movie. I think this is definitely aimed towards your demographic. Given hundred percent. Yes. There are tons of like little witty jokes that I was like, <laughs> like I was like, it was like little chuckles throughout the movie. And I was like, that was, that was a good one. That was really funny. Oh yeah. Um, None given really by the main characters. They were all like given by side characters that I was like, "Uh like at the very end, the guy who has been, uh, oh my God, he was in Deadpool. He was the getaway driver in Deadpool. Uh I'll look him back up. It is, his name is Karan Sani. Yes. So Karan Sani, he was super funny. The last, the very last joke that he gave in the movie was, um, it's like, oh my God, you look so good. Have you lost weight? And he's like, yeah, oh my God. Um, best $600 I've ever spent. And then like the main character gets up and walks away. And then he's like, I'm so, I'm always so hungry. Same. I'm like, I'm always thinking about food. I'm so hungry. I'm not going to lie. Um, I really like Veronica. The Oh Yeah. She's my favorite too. Peak. It was like, do you want this water from your thigh gap? No, thank no. You. Thank you for calling it a thigh gap. <laughs> oh my god! And no, she was like, she was like I'll just be here, <laughs> looking like the pregnant, <laughs> the pregnant. Or Meghan what did she Markle? say? Yes, yeah, looking like the something Meghan Markle. And I died. I was laughing so hard throughout the movie. Ali Wong does that to her. She'll like ask how she's doing. And she'll give her honest answer, and then Allie will just look at her like, this is being too much right now. This is the opening day. <laughs> like, I need you to bring it down. Like, I think she was like, she's like, postpartum is real. And she's like, no, not we right now. Not right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The comedy and the music, like, oh. it kind of made the, like, the opening scene, it started playing Blow to Whistle. And I was like, how old is this movie? Was Megan, um, was Megan the Stallion out when this movie came? And I was like, and then it started saying blow the whistle. And I was like, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> because blow the whistle didn't come to mind. I genuinely was like, oh my God, is this going to be Megan the Stallion? I, I hate so I'm much. kind of excited because I knew it was Blue the Whistle. I was just like, hey, Blue the Whistle. Oh my gosh. Because I haven't heard that song in so long. But I know that that's where her, where her song stems from. But I was like, what? Yes, the music was so good. Um, my emotional reaction to it was like, I didn't get too overly emotional. But at the same time, I don't think that was the goal for this movie. Uh huh. A hundred percent. It was like, okay. Um, we'll go through the breakdown here in a second, but you'll find out that it, it, the main character, uh, his name is Marcus, mm-hmm. who's played by Randall Park. Um, his mom dies in the beginning, and it's really sad. But at the same time, it's kind of like undercut with comedy, so it's like it's sad. But wait, 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 wait. So the it doesn't start really with that. It well, starts not- with Amy Wong's character. With her being by herself? Yeah, because like that's like an overarching, that's like her whole identity. It's like kind of what makes her go through what she's going through throughout the entire movie. The fact that her parents were never there. And it's just symbolized by her mom calling and saying, hey, like, we're going to be working late. Um, make yourself dinner and don't watch TV. So she's like making dinner by herself. And and she also says like, again tonight. And then it's almost like um, Randall Park's character is saving her from like the loneliness by inviting her into his family. 
right. thus where his mom comes into play. Okay. So there's all that. <laughs> um, but I mean, like to be completely honest, like with the movie, I wasn't like emotionally moved. I was kind of just enjoying the ride. It was very, mm-hmm. like, I found it very much like a comedy with a happy ending. Yeah. I think that too. I think that, I just like I found their interactions just cringy. And I usually don't feel that way with rom-coms. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for them to get together. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. And the whole time I was like, like when they okay, so after like that part, um the so Emily's her emotional reaction. My emotional reaction was like, eh. I didn't really have one towards the end. I was like, okay, I like it when the climate starts the climax and then the resolution comes in. And then I see like the outcome, like the ending was so was super cute. And I did get like that. I got that warm, fuzzy feeling. I did not get that rom-com glow. Like, you know, after the rom-com, like after you're done sobbing and then they end, like the end comes and you're just like, oh oh my God, it was great. I loved it. It It's amazing. I was like, oh, okay. That's cute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Do I care about what's happening? Uh, For the most part, yeah. I mean, I was, like, super into her being, like, a 100% girl boss, opening restaurants left and right all over the country. Like, I cared about that. Uh, When you find out at the end what her restaurant theme is, like, I felt that. cute. Yeah, like it. I I I enjoyed the ride. I felt like it was evenly paced. I I really liked it. Um, Emily, fun fact: she wanted to be in the culinary world not that long ago. She like went to took classes for it and stuff when we were in high school. I did. <laughs> fun fact over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, attractiveness, eh, like, you know, eh. I don't think I would fuck anybody in, yeah, in the movie. And then there is, okay, so movie breakdown, kind of all over the place today. Movie breakdown, so we broke down the beginning and kind of how, like, they meet as kids or neighbors in these really cute San Francisco side-by-side mm-hmm. um, townhomes. Um, Ali Wong's character at like they look like they're 13 um, 13 or 14 maybe even like 11 yeah they look very young and then they have like this whole montage where um, after they get done eating dinner Ali has like her star moment with his mom they like like oh can I have some money like me and um, so and so want to like go out on the town and I was like Sasha so, there you go, Sasha. So I'm going to go out on the town. And I remember, I was like, the days have changed so fucking much. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, do kids still do that? Like, do kids still go out by themselves and, like, go to the movies or go to the mall? Is that something that kids still do? I mean, maybe not 11-year-olds, but, like, I was definitely at the grocery store. around. No, not us. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about kids nowadays, because I know we did this. Huh? I'm getting there. I said I. Like, I, like, I did that. No, as in, I was at the store, like, at 10 at night, and I saw a group of girls hanging out on their bikes. Like, like that young? Like no, like I'm, I'm gonna say like maybe I'm guessing like maybe around like fifteen, sixteen, but I don't know if like people just let their eleven year olds kind of walk around and do whatever the fuck anymore. No, I I feel maybe it's because I lived in a in a community that I was like young and we would just be running wild, like right. But you wouldn't be leaving that community. I mean, we weren't supposed to be, but like me and my friends would walk to the speedway that was across the street from our school and like go like. That is so far. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you like, we were like, you want to go to speedway? And they're like, yeah, we'd like go to speedway. And like, we sometimes. Fucking upset if my daughter went to speedway from fucking metal lanes. Well, I mean. 
you know, hey. mama didn't know. Well, mama don't know, didn't hurt her. Exactly. Even though later she was like, I knew you and um, so-and-so was walking up to Speedway. And, like, we wouldn't even get anything. We would just walk just to walk. Yeah. And that's literally what what we, wow, that... Those were such good times. Anyways, like that that was like my initial reaction when I saw that scene. I was like, who is, do kids do that? Like literally just be like rolling out. Right. Just like, all right, I'm going to, uh, can I have some money? We're going to go out. And then like actually go and do things. Exactly. I remember going to the movies and stuff and like, but it's a different time. Like I would love to know if kids actually still do that. Right. I just feel like it's a different world. For real. Um, but after that, it kind of is just like a montage of them growing up, doing activities together. And um, it's uh, they land the montage on the, uh, him teaching her how to fish. And it's 1993. And uh, it's a really cute moment with them together. And uh, his dad starts or comes running up to them and saying something serious has ha- had happened. And that's where you find out that the mom had died. And it's like a big emotional thing and you find that the dad is rummaging through the kitchen and he's like, I don't know where she put the coffee filters and like just having a whole freak out without trying to be emotional in front of his family, Mm -hmm. which kind of cements why Marcus feels like he needs to stay in San Francisco with his dad. Yeah. And after the funeral in the wake, Sasha convinces Marcus to leave and they go hang out and try to like, she tries to cheer him up by like singing badly to this song and things get real emotional and they end up having sex for the first time in the back of his car, Mm -hmm. which I think is super cute. And like, they're very awkward afterwards and you thought that was super cute? I thought it was adorable. I mean, that's a cute way to lose your virginity. I was like, this is so fucking cringy. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the point. Oh, that it's that it's cringy? Yeah, it's your first time. Now I'm just like in the I mean the joke she made later was like, I would have loved to lose my virginity any other, like, you know, on a picnic, which is like like that's not like if you think about what sex is like you want to lose it i love in it like public or a hotel and he's just like what am i senator taking my mistress out what's happening <laughs> i was like uh it was i was like ooh okay it was i was uncomfortable the entire time um but i wanted to like go back and i don't feel like we built up enough of a rapport with the mom to care about her death. I I agree because I mean, to be completely honest, we just have that one scene where she's teaching Sasha how to cook. Yeah. And you know, she's just, she's real nice. And it's like, okay, she's nice. Which is why I feel like the overall message of the movie is not to get emotional or like emotionally attached. Mm. I guess not emotionally attached, but, you know, like, overly sad. It's a comedy. Right. But, I mean, they also have to have the bad thing to start the animosity between the two characters. After, you know, they have sex, they end up going to go get some food together, where it kind of blows up, where he's not ready to talk about his feelings, she wants to talk about it because it's on the same night of his mom's eulogy. Like this all happened on the same night. Mm-hmm. Or is it a eulogy or like a wake or something? It was basically um, a wake. Okay. Um, but he blows up on her because he has really strong emotions that he doesn't know how to deal with. And says like, you know, you all you did was mooch off my family. You don't know what it's like to lose a mom. You still have yours. Blah 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 blah. Even though like her defense is like her like her family has never really been there. Right. Like he's completely wrong throughout the entire movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> and I think that's why I'm like not on his side at all because I'm just like, 
bro, like at every turn. It's just like an example of women giving too many chances when you should have just scrapped him. That's fair. Like, I don't think I could ever be in a relationship with that kind of guy. He's definitely like a friends with benefits situation. Yeah, but it's like also like allowing that toxic, that toxic dick into your life and in your body. I feel like it would just because he's just negative like all the time. Yeah. Even when they start because Hmm? I said, and he doesn't want change. Yeah, he doesn't want change. It's like after that, like they have this big fight. They end up like not speaking after that because he did. He said some fucked up shit to her. Mm-hmm. And sh- yeah, he was being an asshole. Um, so then they stopped talking for like 16 years. And then present day is um, she is this badass. This, um, is, sh- this is 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, she's like this top famous restaurateur. Um, like she's just opened up a bunch of Asian inspired restaurants that have like a twist. Um, but you first see her present day with this like jock, um, this jock, very good looking, very LA type of dude. He's played by Daniel Day Kim, and that man's face is just so utterly perfect. It's almost jarring. Which I think he is also in Crazy Rich Asians, I think. I believe he is. Um, yeah. yeah he, All the attract... Yeah. I wouldn't date him. But. I don't think I could date him. He's just... It's, like, almost too perfect. It's, like, bordering on Uncanny Valley. Do you know what I mean? yeah um and i do get that like i like i like my men to have a twinge of imperfection a hundred percent i just yeah he's way he's way attractive it's crazy how symmetrical his face is yeah and i feel like the whole time she's been she's reaching or trying to date dudes that are like what is the word I'm looking for that are there? Obviously anybody is in your reach. Anybody that you want to be is in your reach. Um, this girl on TikTok has been promoting be delusional, which yes, is, I feel like it's just a funny way of saying manifest what you want in a different way. Yeah, um, she's like projecting her, herself onto these men that she thinks are not on her level, but she can still get them. And then it kind of surprises her when they turn out to be not what she wants. Um, so they, they're together. And then he's basically like her manager. He's helping her with the business and promotions and stuff like that. Um, so that's basically their entire relationship. So they're supposed to be getting engaged and married. Everybody knows about it. It's in the public and you see their interaction, like, you see their interaction at, a re- at her restaurant and it's like, okay, perfect couple on the outside. And then you see them get into the limousine and the limousine, they're not talking at all. Like she obviously wants to converse, but he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not giving her the time of day. Head in the phone, not paying attention to each other whatsoever. She even like tries to start a conversation by saying like, hey, do you mind if I play some music? And he's like, I think he still says, uh-huh. Like the script was like, Ali, Ali talks. Other guy says, uh-huh. Ali talks again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that kind of establishes what kind of relationship they have. And then you, you flash to them at her house, which is immaculate, beautiful, like gorgeous epitome of success. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're sitting on opposite sides. If you look at it from like a cinematic standpoint, they're on opposite sides of the room, not looking at each other, not to like a couple would probably be sitting next to each other, even if they're doing completely different things. And then she says, she's like talking about her restaurant. And then he says, I have a great idea. And he's basically like asking if they, for them to take a hiatus break like he wants to go and live his bachelor lifestyle before they get married and she's like what yeah he wants but, to what was it he wants to eat pray love in india mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. this super hot other promoter exactly and he doesn't even say that the promoter is a woman he just says that this is a great i thought it was a man i thought the name was a man no um, I, 
definitely got the impression because like the way she talked about it afterwards was like you know oh he wants us like he wants us to have an open relationship during this year while or half a year while he's in India with this woman and to make sure that 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 they are what they want Mm, I missed that part then like I was watching the first half while I was at work. Complete, utter bullshit reason. And she's like telling her best friend this, who's also her uh, assistant, uh, who's played by Michelle. Oh my God. Viteo? God, I can't. It's uh, Veronica, the friend. Yeah. And then right after that, she goes into the fridge and starts crying because it's like, it, no matter how fake of your relationship you're putting on, it still hurts when you feel like like it's not something that you want to be in or you were putting your all into it and figure out some shit. I'm just going to say this now. As she's going through her moment in this walk-in freezer, a waiter walks in and is shocked that he sees her crying, which like maybe if it's her, if it's his boss, sure. But I don't know if you've ever worked in the restaurant place. I have. The walk-in freezer is a place of security and safeness, and you're allowed to cry as hard as you want in there while you're between tables. You don't question anything that goes on in there. You just grab what you need and you go. (laughs) You don't make attention to what is happening in the freezer. It is... (laughs) That is a sacred place for waiters, for waiters and waitresses. I feel like, yeah, I have not been. I refuse to be a waiter, waitress, respect for the profession, but that's just too close for comfort. I feel the same way with people who work in fast food. Like, kudos to you. I can never do it. People are insane. Yeah, people have grown more insane since I've been in the fast food industry, and a bitch is not going back. She's <laughs> not not even for funsies um so that happens and then um she's like yeah we have to go back to san francisco because she's opening a new restaurant so she goes back in this beautiful house and then um this is where she has her reunion with marcus mm-hmm. and um because his dad owns a venting company and Veronica had called the venting company knowing damn well that uh, Marcus was going to be there with his dad. Which she was like, I thought it was just going to be his dad. Liar. So that was hilarious. Um, and then like, there's like also like a slight persona of like her being feared by most people. Um, yeah. If you remember the, the decorator is like terrified of her. I mean, to be completely honest, if I had to work for Ali Wong, I would be too. She's looks like she's a force to be reckoned with. But also, like, seems like a great per. I don't know. I've never thought about it that deeply. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, it's like a shock. Like, she's like, yes. I mean, San Francisco is bigger than our hometown. So, like, when I go to my hometown, I don't automatically think that I'm going to see somebody that I know. Right. But she really didn't think she was going to see anybody that she knew because the shock on her face was, like, Urgh. insane. Was it was literally, like, one of those jaw drop, hang on, let me just stare at you for a second moment. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. They catch up. They get over the shock. Um, he invites them out to go see his band that he's had ever since they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. They do. They go out. Um, they realize that he still plays with like his high school buddy, who is who? What, what was his name? We said it was Karan Sony Sani. Mm-hmm. After the initial like nostalgic feeling that she gets from watching him play. They're outside of the venue talking and his metaphorical wife, girlfriend, comes running out and is super excited. And she's like, oh, you guys were so good. And she has like these big dreads and she's like this hippie chick. Jenny. Jenny. Who's played by Vivian. (laughs) Pronounced either bang or bong. I don't know. Which is funny because at first I thought she was the same bimbo. Like she played the same type of character in 
Crazy Rich Asians. Like there's very like typecast there um, where I was like, is what? that the same girl? I, say, I don't think so. Let me look at her IMDb real quick. All right. Well, she does that. I'm going to progress. So this whole middle section, I feel like is kind of irrelevant. They're like building, they're like figuring out that like she feels kind of jealous by Jenny, but doesn't really show it. Like there's some, there's a hint of jealousy. That's why she ends up going to dinner with them. And then um, Jenny loves her and is such an admirer or admirer of her Mm -hmm. and um they're like this is kind it's like kind of weird that they're together but like whatever um and then somewhere in between this middle piece Sasha ends up breaking up with her boyfriend and like goes off on him over the phone at her like cousin's birthday party it's uh the assistant's uh baby shower is it i thought it was a or is it a cousin's birthday i think it's a cousin's birthday because they were talking about it they're like oh yeah i'm gonna like your cousin's having a birthday party like you should come and then she's gonna be she was like oh like i'm like i'm gonna be really busy like trying to blow off her parents right um i think it's that but so she goes off on him, breaks up with him. Everybody hears her and we're like, she's like, what the fuck? Cause that's where, um, Marcus's dad meets the Diana Ross impersonator. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that happens. And then she tells Marcus and then she's like, I don't know if I'm going to find anybody else that goes like the lonely single older woman speech. I don't know if I'm going to find anybody else. Maybe I should just have a baby by myself. And then Marcus kind of like hears this and like, He's just an asshole of a person. Like, I just don't like him as a character. I just don't. Like, it seems like every turn, like, she like, oh, I'm going to give him optimism. Asshole. Optimism. Asshole. Optimism. Asshole. Hate it. So he does the asshole thing and basically is like, shoots her ideas down. It's like, you really going to do that? And then they end up basically having the same age-old spat that they had when they were, like, 16 or 17 when they lost their virginity. hmm Like, she's closed off, and he's scared. Right, because they end up hanging out together, and he still has the same car that he, they had on, or the same car that they lost each other's virginity in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could ever... <laughs> No, I would, I'm, and I'm not even like a materialistic person like that, but I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, seriously. Like, we're in our 30s. Why the fuck do you have this car? But anyway, so that all happens. And then Marcus has a talk with his dad and he semi realizes, slash, we all already knew that he is in love with Sasha and like wants to be with Sasha. Mm hmm. So he plans to go tell her and he meets her at like this market or whatever she's at. And before he can say how he feels about her, she announces that she is seeing someone. And this is where they must have just had it in the fucking budget. I'm saying because. uh, Guess who it is, y'all. If you know this movie and you remember the promo that happened when this movie came out it's fucking keanu reeves and he plays himself which i don't even think that is him like he can't be that that douchey right like that like playing a caricature of himself but like usually when that happens it doesn't end up good because like the only other person i could think of that had ever done that was julia roberts and it was julia roberts being julia roberts in oceans 11 have you ever watched Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, I have. Yeah, like she plays a caricature of herself. Hold on. Continue. Let me, because I'm like, wait okay. a minute. Um. So after she announces that she's dating someone, it's still like a secret kind of. The next scene is all of them, him and his girlfriend and her, and they're waiting for her soon to be, or, you know, the person that she's seeing. Um, you find out, surprise, surprise, it's Keanu Reeves. 
And he plays like just like a super douche of himself. Mm-hmm. And they're at this pretentious restaurant where they end up spending like $6,000 on food. And Marcus is like, I don't understand because I'm still hungry. Okay. No, I've never seen Ocean's Eleven. I've only seen Ocean's Eight. Okay. <laughs> the the woman's version of it. <laughs> okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Julia Roberts was not in Ocean's Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, and then uh, after the restaurant, they end up going to Keanu Reeves' house and like playing a game and it all gets like heated. Where basically like they play this, it's kind of like a Cards Against Humanity-esque game. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, asking deep personal questions like uh, fuck, marry, kill. Who would you kill in the room? Who have you had a crush on? Like who was your childhood crush? Mm-hmm. And given the entire time, like Marcus is so salty that it's Keanu Reeves. I mean, if you were going to go out with someone that you really liked and you found out that the person they were dating was Keanu Reeves, I would be upset too. I would not be bothered. I would just be because awesome. I just don't think that. I mean, I don't really like the John Wick movies. They're cool, but I'm like, eh. I don't really think Keanu Reeves is that hot. like it was oh my god he is such a good looking man see i i maybe is there something wrong with me because i'm like "Ah, eh, eh, whatever it would have to be i think a great comparison is like if somebody that you really really admire would bring out somebody somebody else that you thought was super hot and they would be dating like the jealousy yeah i could see that yeah, like when I found out that Diggy Simmons might be dating Ryan Destiny, I was like, I have no chance. <laughs> like, she's literally gorgeous. Like, have you ever seen a black woman's skin be so fucking even? Like, I can't. Oh, she's good looking. Um, what was I going with that? Ah, uh, where was I? You were there at, they're playing the game at Keanu's house. So that's where Sasha admits that she had a crush on Marcus all throughout their childhood. And the question, like, who would you kill in the room? And everybody picks Marcus, except Marcus, he picks Keanu because he's upset. Mm -hmm. And inevitably him and Keanu get into a fight and he punches Keanu Reeves in the face. The whole time, Keanu was just like, yeah, come on, hit me. I feel like you've been wanting to fight me all night. Let's do this. Like, you know, not fighting back, just having him, like, hit him. And, like, pull out his anger and his rage on him. Yeah. And basically, after the fight, Sasha and Randall, or Randall, uh, Sasha and Marcus want to go. But Marcus's girlfriend wants to stay, so she does. And that's basically the end of Keanu and the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Basically, that night they reconnect. Uh, they talk out their feelings. They have sex again, and it's great. Which honestly, that sex scene was a little. That was that was kind of hot. I don't remember there being a sex scene. Well, okay, it was like them walking up to the bedroom and like taking off. Oh, okay, yeah, the oh, yeah. Before, yeah, the foreplay, I was like, okay, I see you muscles. You're right. Okay, okay, maybe, but not really ever. <laughs> <laughs> the potential is there. Oh my God, I'm going to make that a soundbite and put it on our Instagram. <laughs> I say but okay, but like maybe forever, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of hot. Yeah, so they have sex, they rekindle this flame, and they end up dating. She opens her restaurant, and it's a big deal. And she gets this opportunity to open another restaurant in New York. Mm-hmm. And... Ooh, hold on. So, like, they're they're dating. They're yep. dating. They're dating right now. Okay, I was going to say, I so, feel like a lot. 
Yeah, so we're yeah, like the middle part is like there's a lag going on, but it's like doesn't need to all be gone over. But there are some parts like the fact that Marcus kind of enters her world at the opening of her San Francisco location and it doesn't go right because he doesn't get being in her world. Like when he went to go meet Keanu, he was like overdressed because he thought it was fancy. And then so when he went to her opening, He's like, oh, you told me that Fancy wasn't in anymore, but it's different. So he's like feeling uncomfortable in his, in her world and just being overall negative about it. Mm-hmm. And that translates over because I guess, which like, bruh, what the fuck? What the fuck? You thought because y'all are doing your thing that she was going to stop her fucking shine to be in San Francisco with you? Like, who the hell? Who I- the hell? I agree. It's just like, dude, there's no fucking way she was going to stop her big, lavish, like, not even a big, lavish life, but, like, she worked hard for where she was. Exactly, you selfish motherfucker. Like, that's literally what I thought the entire time of him, like, lashing out. You don't even want to move your band anywhere else in San Francisco, so, like... Yeah. Um... I'm just going to, I'm going to go on wiki. I just, I'm going to read this paragraph to kind of fill in all the extra spaces we have there. Spaces, we have spaces, spaces we have there. Um, Okay. Uh, So Sasha and Marcus begin, then begin seeing each other when Marcus reacquainting Sasha with the home of San Francisco Asian community, because that happens when they start dating. Mm-hmm. like what was it she said like damn all these cars have handicap stickers because they're chinese people are fucking gangster yeah like literally like, look at him getting out of his handicapped car with no limp yeah like look at him happy and fine as can be in physical peak shape it's like mental or a uh, handicap is not only physical it's also mental true um that she had distanced herself from, still harboring resentment from her absentee parents. He takes her to an old favorite Cantonese restaurant from their childhood, which Sasa remembers as being terrible, but discovers is delicious. Married only by her painful memories, which they do talk about in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, what was it? You painted everything with a shit brush, which is why you think everything is terrible here. Which that definitely can happen. True shit, because like sometimes like I'll just be like, oh, Holland is so awful. But then I'll go back there and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really nice. Yeah. And I mean, like that that part. That's why I'm like, you should always look at the glass as half full instead of half empty because it's never it's honestly never as bad as people make it seem. Mm-hmm. But I mean, tied with memories and shit, I get it. Mm hmm. Especially when you don't live there anymore. <laughs> right. As she reconnects with the city and the two fall in love, Marcus is taken aback when learned that, as planned, Sasha still intends to move on to New York for her next for her next project. Which is what they talk about when the assistant Veronica has her baby finally. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally at, in the hospital room and Ali Wong is holding the baby. It's just like, oh, bitch, I'm going to be the best godmother ever, blah, 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 blah. Which, honestly, I relate to because the first time I ever got asked to be a godmother, I totally cussed in the room with the newborn. While Which is like, they don't, if they don't cuss, they don't fucking cuss. I may have cussed at her. It's okay. Right? Like I said, if they don't cuss, they don't cuss. I don't, that whole, like, don't, uh, the baby is in here. They don't have cognitive sensory yet. Right, especially if they're newborns. Yes, we all sound like blobs to them right now. So, like, (laughs) shut up. We sound like the horns from fucking that peanut series. The boom, 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 boom. Exactly. But, so, this, so, like, that's, that's kind of, like, where we were, we were taken out before, so after like him being in her world and like being like super negative about it, they have this whole like outburst and like they're talking about it and they're she's actually heading off to go to an event and they like, have an argument of like, like well, I thought you would just stay here, huh? 
entire time they're arguing, uh, she's getting ready to go to this event, and he inevitably stops getting ready to go. And she's like, look, I love you, and I want this to work, but, like, you can't even move past half your block. You need to feel, like, if you're not going to come with me and you don't want to come with me, you got to say that. And then he just, like, looks at her and is quiet for a second. And mind you, this is, like, the big blowout scene. She's outside waiting by the limousine, and he's up in the... Are upstairs waiting outside their room. I don't know if it's like a cottage or what this is. It's it's just their house. Like they have an outdoor balcony. Okay. Uh, and he's like looks at her and he goes, "I don't want to go to New York with you." Which which is just him saying, which is just him being scared. And she realizes that, and she's like, "You coward!" And gets into the car, yeah. the town car, and drives away. Which is like, what? First of all. Why the fuck would you do this to me as I'm heading out to go to an event? Now I have to be emotionally distraught because of yo dumbass. So that's that's what I'm thinking about after this whole blow up happened. So regardless of where we left off, um, basically she's like, do you want to come with me to New York or not? Because she was planning on taking her with him. Mm-hmm. And the whole fight is like, basically he's jabbing at the fact that she had a problem with being alone. Which yeah, is he's, my understanding of it because he's like, well, I don't want to be arm candy. I don't want to be somebody that just holds holding her purse. Which is such bullshit. It's like, dude, just be there for your woman. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. And, that, and that's, the, that's the point that she makes. She's like, wow, like, you can't even be there for me. You're so selfish. And they're just suddenly like taking jabs at each other. And then that's when like I believe we're like, we're leaving off about the final climax when like they he she he tells her that he doesn't want to go to New York and she's like, okay, fine. So then she ends up going because like like duh, my shine ain't gonna stop because you don't wanna go. But right. that doesn't mean that she, that she stopped loving him, even though contrary to like what he believes. So he kind of like gets it because he he goes to get drunk at at a bar and he's like okay like i'm finally ready to you know take that next step and do like play at another bar he bombs like he triple bombs the audition to play on the other side of the city yeah because he's so fucked up and so distraught emotionally on him and her breaking up but he slowly starts to get his shit together yeah, he eventually starts to get his shit together because, like, he goes out there again. He wants his band to get, pat like, out past the place they've been playing for 20-plus years. Um, he starts he putting out... Place. Yeah, he starts putting out more merch for their band, which they start, um, like, people start buying a lot of. So he's, like, getting revenue for this, for his merch, and he's super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um... And then just to move it along a little bit, like, he gets his own place. He's study calling her. Yeah, like, he's giving her updates on his life. He has a final talk with his dad, and he, it, like, makes him finally realize what we realized all along was he is scared to move on ever since his mom died. Mm-hmm. So when he realizes that, and he realizes that Sasha's the one he wants to be with, he, he like, takes a trip to New York. He tries to find her. He wants to make this big deal. Like he goes to her restaurant, find, uh, you know, finds that the atmosphere is very much like what they have together. And then, but before, like before he like makes his big trip there, Sasha has her mom with her parents. Her parents like found her in LA, found her in New York, and um, like they have this little moment where they're like. Because the whole awking theme about her parents is that they're cheap, like, they were never around, like, they, like, try to get over on things, you know. And they're like, yeah, like, we went to your restaurant in San, Fr- in San Francisco, and we didn't tell them that we knew you when we played pool. Like, them trying to make up for basically right, abandoning right. her. Like, I wonder if that's a cultural thing or if that's like a spe- like hitting a specific target audience of uh, people who grew up with immigrant parents and who had it. Probably, it probably is because I didn't know that I was supposed to tip until I got of age. Mm-hmm. 
and like she was is a big thing for her too yeah so like she has her moment she brings she ends up bringing her parents to her opening in new york yeah her her opening is like this big event and uh while he's in new york he meets up with veronica who tells him like hey she's been like you find out she's the one who's been buying all of his merch no he's 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 not in new york yet he's at the san francisco location oh is he yeah, he's still at the San Francisco location. That's when he finds out because he thought she would be there. So he went and then he saw, accidentally saw the merch that she's been buying, trying oh. to boost his revenue. And that's when she's like, you cute, but you stupid. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize I was still in uh, San Francisco. Uh, yeah. But after that, he realizes that he has to, you know, make that big declaration of love. So he goes to... What was it? It wasn't Vera Wang. It was... Girl, <laughs> Vera Wang. No, it was Tom Ford. Tom because Ford. the only reason he did it is because Keanu was like, yeah, it's a full custom Tom Ford suit. So he goes and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, like my friend Keanu, like we're friends. Like, yeah, like hook me up. So then he gets this suit and then um, the guy is like, oh, like, let me get the tag for you. And it is $12,000. Not hundred, twelve thousand and he's like like, get it off me it's burning it's burning get it off me i laughed so hard during this scene because he walked in there so confident and i would have acted the same way like to 12 like he's like (laughs) oh is it would you like some champagne nah i would prefer a spritz water no yeah of course i want some fucking champagne give me that shit (laughs) yes and he puts on the suit and he looks real all good and he's like yeah let me get the tag for you and it says 12 and he just spits out the champagne all over the floor length the mirror and he's just like uh get it off me it's burning (laughs) which i feel i would have the same reaction like that's why i would never want to go wedding dress shopping because like some wedding dresses are absolutely fucking ridiculous and that's exactly where you go where you can afford I, he, I feel like, he like I don't know how I would react to putting on something and it being twelve thousand dollars. I I feel like personally I'd be like I like I know that Tom Ford is a brand that like is escalated. I feel like he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know that Tom Ford was like a top brand, right? So but, he went in there like, oh okay. So he ends up going to like what is this, it was like suits and stuff. Yeah, it's like this discount suit store. So he goes, he goes to suits and stuff, gets doesn't really matter. He gets a suit, he gets to the event, and then he makes this big declaration of love. Was it cute? Eh, I've heard better speeches that moved me more. I was kind of like same. Eh, okay, whatever. She forgives him. And then they end up, you know, together. And then that's when she has the big reveal of her of her restaurant, which she like after the after the event, she's like, okay, like let's go to like somewhere where it has like endless, what is it, swan egg something, parfaits or something. So they go they go to her new restaurant, and then she's um, the cook is making it's either. I think it's duckbuckie or some sort of soup that the mom was making at the beginning of the movie. I know what it is because I watch a lot, a lot of Korean, (laughs) Korean, Korean (laughs) videos. They're like literally my favorite to watch, but it's, it's, um, it's like a kimchi. Oh, it's kimchi jjigae. That's what it's called. It's like a, it's like a kimchi, kimchi stew. And then he, she's like, Oh, like this looks exactly like, what my mom used to make and it's the restaurant is named after his mom judy's like judy's um, Judy's place yeah it's like judy's place or something like that judy's way it's judy's way judy's way yeah and that part like i was just like oh my heart oh that's so cute and then the grand opening and then his dad is there and it's like literally like all of his mom's old recipes yeah and um his dad is dating the nana ass impersonator he brings her and it's just it's a really cute thing and then they have like their little moment and mariah carey's um always be my baby uh plays and that's when i was like oh it's cute yeah um, would i watch it again probably not i would watch it again i think it's adorable 
I think I think it was funny, but like it's it wouldn't be like a rom com that I would run to. Okay, so out of five, how would you rate this movie? Three point five. Okay, I would probably rate it a four. Yeah. Like I didn't You you like comedy. Leslie, you like stuff that leans towards the comedy aspect of things, and I feel like it definitely did. That's a hundred percent right. Um I feel like if I if there was like a little more emotion to it, I would have made made it a five. Like if I would have shed a tear, maybe a five, but uh I did like it. It was a lot more com comic or comical than and romanticized so i think that's why i like it more but i think they could have easily done that with like having us build some kind of rapport or bond right like if the calm thing had happened maybe like half an hour later in the movie yeah or even like and like also like dragging out that beginning part with the parents too like with her parents and like actually how that affected her as a young kid and then you know, but it was already like an hour and 40 minute Netflix movie. Right. So they were, yeah. they were trying to, you know, yeah. But yeah, that was Always Be My Maybe. And this yeah, this is our movie of the month. And we will be back next month with what was it? Love and Basketball. Oh my God. I'm dreading this so much. I am interested to see it. Oh my God. I'm excited. All right. You guys have a good week and we will see you in our next episode. Bye.